Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey Nocho Prano. Hola, Andy. Como estas? Como estas, señor? How are you? That's what I just asked you. I know. I thought you were just uh, giving me the span a little more Spanish. I am. I am bueno, bono, bueno. I would Spanish. I'm not good at Spanish. I can do. I, I bueno do, is good. I do kitchen Or you, you would say bien. Bien. I'm all right, Andy. How are you doing? Well, as you know, the THC in my tincture got the best of me last night. <laughs> the THC in my tincture. Uh, you went to Green Goddess. You've, ha- you've been having some sleeping trouble. You have had a hard time not going out in the middle of night, causing mayhem, being a vigilante, c- taking uh, large scissors to police line do not cross like you're opening like a grand opening of a supermarket <laughs> like you're christening a, a new ball field it's funny you say that the thought did cross my mind the other just day getting some novelty scissors and just being like boom some smashing some champagne on on boats in the marina yeah you like I, I was just talking to my girlfriend about this i was like andy's i was like he's he's wavering like I'm not sure where you're at. Like, I'm not sure that you're not a, like, get out there in the streets with a sign, demand that they open up the beach. Not at all. Like, I feel like you're close. No. Why do you think that? I mean, yesterday you you sent me a tweet of somebody that was just like, yeah, beaches should be open. I'm like, yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're. I I can't tell because I I feel like you appreciate the fact that you know we're flattening the curve and and things are happening with the doctor thing, but you're also like, I also feel like if you lived in Georgia, you would be protesting. No, well, first of all, I would never protest anything really. That's just <laughs> that's not my cup of tea. But I just don't. I mean, you're basically the lady in Idaho who got arrested on the playground. You got to you're like this is ridiculous. Let people run as you get handcuffed and taken toward a police car. I didn't see that. Yeah, that was uh, you know, that was the the story over the weekend. Some white lady got handcuffed cuz she wouldn't get off a playground or some shit like that. No, my my again, my thing is we're hitting a massive heat wave here in LA County and my argument would be if you have people that want to get out to the beach, especially in the poor communities where you have a lot of people living on top of each other, that's probably not a safe place. It'd be a lot safer the open air on the beach. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I again, I just see too many hypocrisies in the lack of consistency, even in our own town. That's all. That, that's that's my whole point. Like, like it is with anything we like to argue on this show is. I just want to see consistency and a lack of hypocrisy. That's all. That's all I want. And the, the beaches, the beach is an interesting thing because they could easily enforce it because the cops aren't doing anything now. 
I mean, you've probably have you thought about this in the last month? I've heard less police slash ambulance or firefighter sirens than I have probably in the 30 days I've lived in. LA. I mean, the the counter to that argument, right, is that uh, okay, it's a massive heat wave. Everybody's been stuck inside. Um, they open up the beaches. Everybody goes. Now we have lifeguards uh, who are members of the fire department and are trained, you know, medical technicians, a lot of them, uh, that whose jobs now become keeping people f- six feet away from each other. Like on 4th of July weekend when you have cops going up and down the beach making sure people aren't drinking booze as opposed to, you know, doing whatever it is. I, I understand that they're not doing anything, but the like somebody goes out somebody goes in the water somebody gets sick somebody drowns whatever that you're taking people away from doing whatever now obviously i told you i was at the hospital it's empty we're not at a place where like emergency services are pushed to the limit here but if we just go back to being normal and again i didn't say that yeah i haven't said going back to being normal But I, i also think it's a slippery slope okay the beaches are open everybody go hang out at the beach but like Streets are still closed. Parking lots are open. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you open one thing and not open the rest of shit? I also just say, to me, I feel like I, I, I'm i the only person that's just like, whatever. I literally feel like I might be the only person on the planet who's like, I've been told to stay home. Okay. I think people are underestimating the economic effects of this will take years. I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, I'm a stand-up comedian. Most of my money comes from going on the road, getting paid to perform stand-up comedy. That may never return and, 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 in the form. I, and that's my point. I, I get it, but I don't know. Like, it is what it is, I guess. But you know I, what I mean? Uh, yeah, but again, I just I see too many conflicting. What's been frustrating for me on this whole process is everybody says, listen to doctors. Uh, yeah, I do. They all say different stuff. And, and that's true. I read enough about it. There are so many conflicting reports from medical professionals and scientists and disease experts. That's where I'm frustrated. And I think a lot of people. It's the same as everything, you know, don't get all your news from one place and don't whatever. Like I'm, I'm talking to people like my answers from doctors are doctors I know. And I go, so what are you seeing? What do you think? What's going on with this? But also the thing is, is just like, I can't. I'm not going to open a comedy club on my own and like disobey. So I'm just like, it is what it is. And we're already past the point. Like, it's not like tomorrow they go, we're, we're kidding. It was fine. The improv's open, go back and just keep start doing comedy shows. Like it's forever changed. But I, I feel like the only way to, you know, obviously it sucks. Trust me. No one's broker than I am. It's hard to be broker than I am. Like, I don't have any money in my bank account. I owe people money. Like, it's just like, what are you going to do? I mean, I guess I could be a first responder and go start working at Ralph's. But like, people who are like, my muffin shop must be open. I'm like, I don't know, man. Fucking mail your muffins to people. Think outside the box. Do a quarantine comedy show you but know? but again my my thing always comes down to responsibility like it comes down to I, i'm always the firm believer of the individual so my my response to anybody who's like this will this will only make things worse you don't have to go outside like you like 
But it, it, it's the, to me, that's the same as like gun control. I used to be a like, let everybody do whatever they want. Who cares? We've gotten to the point where it's like, yeah, but th- like 15 year olds who can't manage to get a hand job are killing every girl that has ever not talked to them because they can buy an AR 15 and have been training on Call of Duty. It's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have assault rifles. I used to be a like, who cares? Get a bazooka if you can fucking afford one guy. And now I'm like, incels are murdering people and they're starting with like the jocks and uh yeah no no more no more given 15 year olds who can scrape together thirty five hundred dollars an assault rifle i mean look so the same thing is like personal responsibility like yeah you can be chill outside and i can be chill outside and if everybody was a reasonable person but like dude i go to the bars on saint patrick's day when it's normally open people are vomiting in the streets well, exactly, but that's my point. Is is we, we, we you can only control yourself. That's right. all I'm saying. Right, but it's it's the same way as like you could be the most responsible driver in the world, but somebody else hits you. Exactly, you could be the best and most but, but you, safe snowboarder in the world, and then you've got somebody who's taking you out of the legs. No, but these are good points, which actually I think help my argument. We don't stop people from driving cars. We don't stop people from snowboarding. Uh, uh, again, it it comes. Look, the point is the the we then basically. The reasonable people still stay home, and the assholes get the run of the land. But let me ask you this: You agree at a certain point, we just can't have everything shut down. Sure, like I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and, and by that, I'm talking about where the rest of the country. I'm not. I'm not. I don't live there. I don't know. I'm talking about California, in particular, Los Angeles. We're now past 35 days of this. It's going to extend through May 15th. How long can bars and restaurants be closed? When my buddy told me a stat that it only takes 18 days for a bar, the average bar or restaurant will be out of money, out of cash flow after 18 days of non-operation. So LA is going to do 60 days. If the average bar and restaurant is out of cash flow after 18 days, my response would be, like we're, we're looking at just some serious economic ramifications. Sure, uh, no doubt about it. Trust me, dude. No one wants to go out to a to Dodger Stadium and have a beer and watch a ball game more than this guy. But also, I trust. You know what? What I always find funny too is like the right being like the liberal hoax. They're trying to demolish the economy. It's like the goddamn president's a Republican. Like what? What are we talking about here? Like the, the he. Donald Trump insisted everything was fine for as long as he possibly could have. And then there, and then somebody who obviously knows more than him medically got in his ear and was like, bro, you got to stop saying that. We have to shut this shit down. The New York mayor was like, go out on St. Patrick's Day. And now New York is underwater medically. It's like we got on it earlier than New York did. We're a much more spread out place. And our hospitals aren't overrun. I was there. It was a ghost town. So the idea is it's working in some regard. And uh, look, you know, I just think May 15th, if that's the date they've given us so far, everybody's just got to put on their big boy pants and survive a month. And that's fine. And then and we'll go from there. But again, my worry then it goes then June 15th. I mean, I've already seen it in my building alone. The, the the number of people leaving my building because they just can't afford rent. Like, my building has got to be a microcosm of greater Los Angeles. How many people are just leaving? 
Yeah. And even me, like I discussed, I'm going to go home for a couple weeks, I think. I, I just, I'm going to get the hell out of here. And Ohio's still pretty strict too. But my take is if I can't go to the beaches, if I can't enjoy. But you want to be a part of Borough Mania as it's, as it's coming up off the ground, right? You want to watch the launch <laughs> of Borough Mania. You want to be on. Gonna be on the ground floor for Burrow insanity. I feel bad for him. I gotta say, I like Joe Burrow. Seems like a good guy. I'm not I much. Do, I'm I not, do too. Not much of a college football fan. Uh, everybody knows I root for Coach Joe. Uh, I I have had a history of with LSU in some regard, and uh, was always an anti Les Miles guy. So I wanted. I'm excited that that got proven correct. But uh, I feel like Joe Burrow is talented and can be a great NFL quarterback. But I do have a sneaking suspicion that three years from now, they're going to be like, another Cincinnati bust. And you're like, you know what? It's not always like I hate I hate the term bust for a guy who didn't who didn't succeed in a terrible situation. Like if Joe Burrow goes to Cincinnati and is bad, it's probably going to be more Cincinnati than it is Joe Burrow. They were the worst team in football last year. They're getting a brand new starting quarterback, the first pick. They're not improving, you know, I'm sure a ton of other needs right out of the gate. Yeah. So good luck to him. I feel bad for Joe Burrow is what I'm saying. I do too. Trust me. And I fear that, you know, he'll be out of the league in five years or he'll be backing up a guy in five years and it won't be his fault. And we'll be like, well, flash in the pan. Well, the greatest success story from the Bengals statistically in the last 20 years would probably be Carson Palmer. A quarterback. And he was the number one pick. Obviously, Dalton's put up decent numbers as a second-round pick especially. Look, I agree with everything you're saying. Cincinnati is not where you want to play. You don't want to play for an organization that does not care about winning. The owner has made that known, how cheap he is. Any team, we, we, we look, and I know we discussed it kind of briefly and you rebutted with the Steelers or the Giants. A lot of teams that are only owned or the only line of business of the team ownership is that team. A lot of them are not successful, most right. of them. So I feel bad for the kid. I like him, though, too. I hope he does well. Yeah, me too. I mean, I hope, honestly, I hope... My hope for Joe Burrow is that shit goes haywire tonight and the Bengals don't take him. Yeah. Let him go anywhere. The Browns already have a quarterback, so they're, you know, the possibility of the other disastrous franchise taking him. Like, let Joe Burrow go to Miami. Go to Miami, Joe Burrow. He'd be great in Miami. He'd be fine. Patriots, Brady's out of the division. Get the Jets, get the Buffalo Bills. He'll be fine. Just stay out. Avoid what Cincinnati should do is draft Chase Young, Ohio State guy. Not going to get called a bust no matter what happens. You can be a good defensive end regardless how bad your team is. So for who, ev- for everybody's so, safety. So who's the quarterback then of the Bengals? Because they don't have one. I don't know. It's a great question. Cam Newton. Cam and uh, going from the what about, his, what about Jameis going from his uh, 
Cam going from his Tiger days down at Auburn up to his Tiger days in Cincinnati. Maybe he just needed Tiger stripes. He's always been a cat, a panther. Yeah. I like it. Did I just fix the Bengals? <laughs> no, no, that's impossible. <laughs> no one can fix the Bengals. I think I, I, I gotta say, I think I think Chase Young and Cam Newton is a better fix for the Bengals than Joe Burrow. At least in the short term. And and by the way, the short term is kind of all that matters, especially when you're drafting a young quarterback these days. Because we all talk about you got to have success on their rookie deal. The Bengals aren't going to be good enough if Joe Burrow's good enough that they don't have to pay Joe Burrow before they compete for a Super Bowl. And then here we are, back to square one, giving Joe Burrow five years from now. What does a quarterback get? Sixty million dollars a year. Quarterback numbers going up. Yeah. I'm in on Burrow as far as talent. I'm out on Tua. Just out. I'm sorry, guys. I was out before the injury until an Alabama quarterback shows they can really excel at the NFL level. I'm out. And the guy injured his hip. The The injury thing is just so – and, you know, there's there's a lot of people who are on this. Like, to, like in, the, in the time of COVID-19 – He's not even getting to do workouts for teams. He's not even whatever. Like, we're just trusting that he's okay. I haven't seen him work. Like, I've seen Kevin Durant taking jump shots. I haven't seen Tua doing stuff. Oh, it's out there. He is. Okay. The The bottom line is Kevin Durant taking a jump shot also way more close to a game situation than a guy throwing alone on the field without pads on. Um, I just, I, this goes beyond Alabama to me. And I've said this time and time again. We are a long time removed from the big-time quarterback on the big-time team that's contending for championships in college football succeeding at the NFL level. Jameis, Mariota, Baker. Like, just in the past. Like, well, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, okay, is one year into the NFL. Had a pretty good rookie year. Had a pretty good rookie year. He's one year in. He's also, and this is this is my point, the pocket-passing quarterback that comes from a school where he's never, ever, ever had to face any sort of pass rush, getting drafted in the top five by teams that are decimated with a lack of talent. And then, so you're going from never getting touched to... Getting touched a lot. Yeah. It's... When's it worked out? Peyton Manning? I mean, you're going way far back. That's what I'm saying. So who's the answer in between? Who's the stud SC quarterback, Miami, Palmer's Florida prob- State? Statistically, it'll be Palmer. Carson Palmer, is, that's 20 years ago. 2003. Is your... Is your Upside. What about Matthew Stafford? Okay, Matthew Stafford, pretty good SEC. They like a lot like uh, Peyton Manning. They were competitive because of Matthew Stafford. Georgia is pretty good, but like Georgia is still wasn't the Auburn, the Alabama, the like. It's not like they were dominating the SEC. Pretty tough place to play. Well, Cam, Cam won an MVP. Right, Cam won an MVP. Like Kyler Murray, running quarterback. You're saying. The stuck in the pocket passing quarterback because they're the guys that are going to stand back there 
and they've had all the time in the world at Alabama to look and look and wait. And uh, and then they come into being on a team that's drafting top five, they get their ass kicked. Yeah, it's true. I'm not going to argue that. Russell Wilson, Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, guys who are playing middle to bottom of their conference, getting like Eli Manning just getting destroyed by the Floridas and the Alabamas and the Auburns. Aaron Rodgers, a Cal, playing the USC's and the Oregon's and the. Come on. These guys tend to have had more success. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the recent quarterbacks. Sam Darnold has been okay. Nothing special. I mean, the the USC quarterbacks over the years. I mean, you got Palmer, you got Darnold, you got, uh, I mean, what's his name? Is supposed to, Barkley was going to be the one overall if he didn't go back to school. Liner. Liner. Sanchez. Yeah. USC's had a lot of top five guys that didn't do anything. I mean, now they're talking about, you know, I mean, and, and again, this is just the injury on top of that for Tua. To me, I'm not taking Tua. I'm having a hard time taking a lot of these guys. I'll, I'll say this. The Giants have Daniel Jones out of Duke, who had his own problem holding the ball and getting lit up in the pocket. I am psyched that we are not in the quarterback taking business this year. Yeah. Everybody was on Herbert early. Now he's back. Now he's coming back around. Now they're talking about Tua dropping. I think people. I think it's also going to just be a wild draft, considering no one's been able to interview these guys. No one's been able to look at team, look at players live. Goodell's doing it from his basement. Is he? Yeah. He put out a put out a tweet today, giving you a tour of his basement. That's where he's going to be calling it from. Oh, the bunker. The, I'm just picturing the angry Pats fans seeing yeah. his basement. Yeah. Just so worked up. Speaking of Pats fans slash Bucks fans, what are Pats fans doing? Are Pats fans Bucks fans now? Are they like I honestly don't know if I'm a Pats fan. You're 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 sort of the Bucks are not in your even in your conference. You've almost got to be rooting for them to be good with Brady and Gronk, right? Yeah. I mean, Pats fans are soapbox standing. Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time. Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. They're reunited in Tampa. You got you kind of got to be rooting for them to win 12, 13 games, right? I'd assume. Full disclosure, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, I know. You've like this is something that has come out over the years. You're a you're a bit of a Gronk stan and a bit of a Brady stan. Yeah, I am, but I haven't really hit that. Yeah. I'm I'm big time Brady guy. Big time. I mean, just to do it for that long. I, I'm rooting for them. I I Tug stopped by to pick pick up something there today, and we we were both saying we're excited. I think Tug's, Tug's a, rooting for them too. Yeah, I think Tug's a Tug, Brady guy. Tug, nothing's been more exciting at the potential of Tom Brady and Tiger Woods teaming up to play Phil Mickelson and Peyton Manning in two on two golf. Tug's already somehow got that on his schedule. I think I think you might have reversed that. Uh, they, I, 
in everything I've read, they don't have a pairing yet, right? No, I read it's Tiger and Peyton. Damn it. And Phil and Brady. See? Kills me. I was like, if it's Tiger and Brady, I've, I suddenly care about golf. Now we're mixing douchebags with seemingly great guys. You think Tom Brady's a douchebag? Yeah, kind of. No. No. I like him. Okay. Uh, yeah, I am. Look, I, I think... That, well, there's a few factors at play. There's got to be a part of you, though, you want to see the Bucks excel post-Jameis Winston. I think the Bucks will excel post-Jameis Winston. I think that they will be better. And I could see the Bucks being a wild-card team, losing in the playoffs. Wild-card? They're winning the division. Okay. If you say so. Because they've added a 43-year-old Tom Brady and Gronk who hasn't played football for a year. It's all right. Yeah. Weapons. He's got weapons. Name a team with more weapons, though. Okay. Name a team with less weapons than Tom Brady's six-time New England Patriots championship teams. Fair enough. The question is, can can Tom Brady succeed in not the Tom not the Bill Belichick system, or can Tom Brady bring the Bill Belichick system? that he likes or parts of it to Tampa Bay, add that to a Bruce Arians situation and get guys to understand it and play. Like we've, we've heard from people, including Andrew Hawkins, that this isn't a, you have to be a great athlete. It's a, you have to be able to understand it. Yeah. And can Mike Evans? Can OJ Howard? Can whoever? Well, I'll, if you if you have trust in Bruce Arians as well, and I mean he's it's certainly a change in style between that offense and a Bruce Arians offense. Yeah, he's gonna so let Brady's wh- gonna be airing it out a lot more, a lot more passes, a lot more deep ball passes down the field. And Brady has that left. We'll see. Yeah. Actually, Tug was saying that, too. He he thinks Brady's kind of done. I think Brady's kind of done. I think Brady's kind of done, but also, I, I mean, I think Brady has to bring a bit of his own offense with him. I think going into an Aaron's offense and just letting it fly is not the answer because we have seen that you can succeed at quarterback with literally no arm. Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl. In the, in the little timing routes and in the smart offense and the whatever. And he certainly brought that to the Broncos. They weren't that before he got there. So I think Brady has to bring that. Yeah. I think, I think Brady has to be their offensive coordinator. I think him and Bruce Arians need to get together and, like, you know, manifest something themselves. I think the Bucks are going to be better just because Jameis is trash. But I'm also going with Belichick Super Bowl before Brady. Yeah. Because Brady's window is three years. Maybe. I just hope there's a season. I mean, the NFL is... I know they haven't had... They're not in season, but throughout all this, they've really managed to be the only positive sports news. And we, in the episode we did with Laz, talked about our opinions on whether or not there would be a season. I was on the the NFL will fix coronavirus before it lets 
week one be in trouble. And I kind of still believe that. But also, I've shared with you some information that I've gotten that makes me feel less yes. confident. Insider uh, info. Insider info. Dirty sports exclusive. From an unknown league source, an unnamed league source, uh, that the idea of them playing week one not looking as likely as I would have thought. Yeah. Which is sad. It is. It's very sad. Because uh, as a Los Angeles Chargers season ticket holder, I would not be able to see these gorgeous new uniforms, which apparently everyone has universally agreed. Fire. Are the best. Flame emojis. Yeah. And they put it out in such a great fashion. The, the, the first one that they show on the, is that the Chargers website? Yes. Is the, the light blue jerseys. They've added numbers to their helmets, which are sick. They've had numbers on, but they go light blue jerseys, white pants. Then they do light blue jerseys, yellow pants. The old school yellow. Love that. And then a fire away, they keep the yellow pants. They go white jerseys, white jerseys, yellow pants, flames emojis. And then white on white, dope. Then they got these all blues. Probably my least favorite are the last two, the all like royal blue and the all navy. But at least the navy... Is a is a nod to, like the the nineties early two thousands colors. I don't love the royal. I mean, actually, I should say I do love the royal blue with the yellow lettering and numbers. I just don't know how. Like, I mean, how many uniforms are you allowed to have? Why not just have a fucking green one then? We're just going every shade of blue. Are we saying the Chargers have the best uniforms? Every, everyone's saying this. I think they do. I think they're awesome. The bolt on the pants, the numbers on the helmet. I like the white on white. Smooth. I love the yellow pants. The yellow the yellow pants remind me of my Pop Warner days when I played for the Midwest Chester Warriors. We had very similar gold-colored pants. Good for the Chargers. They did something right. It's a shame I won't get to see them live. Are they drafting a quarterback? Are your Chargers drafting a quarterback? What are they? Number... I don't even know. This is terrible. They're up there. A lot of talk that, again, the uh, these quarterbacks moving up and down the board. Chargers are six yeah. after, after Miami. Right. So it was one of those guys trying to move up, to take Tua, to not take Tua, to jump somebody to get Herbert. I don't think the Chargers take Herbert. You don't? Pac-12? Gunslinger? I think they're, they're like, we're stuck with Tyrod Taylor. Like, I mean, I, I, would make, I would take Herbert, and I'd make him grow a full beard, and I'd make him change his last name to Fouts, and I'd just let him throw it as far as he can. In those old yellow pants unis? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Justin Fouts? Yeah. Why not? Just let him chuck it. Those jerseys look fast. Yeah. I just let him throw it. Let's go. If I'm the Chargers, I'm definitely taking him. I'm taking him to sell tickets. Take him to th- to heave it. Tickets. There's going to be nobody at games, man. I know. It's the worst part. It's wild. How's fo- how is fo- football? I football without fans to me would be the weirdest. Yeah. Baseball and basketball and eh. football is football the Fans are, play such a crucial role 
and especially for the Chargers, because all those away fans come and they make noise when the Chargers are on offense. Yeah. Also, like, what are you doing watching these games on TV and not having that crowd noise? You're going to be totally thrown off. You go with your surround sound, just hear the crowd, hear, hear what it likes to be there. I mean, I don't think people have really thought about that. Football without fans is really, it's perfect for you. You're like, oh, I'm going to be listening to the strokes. Yeah. Your boy Russell Wilson never win a home game again. They have actually haven't been that good at home the last few years. I know. That's even more shameful. The 12th man. 12th man, that's the cap that they're putting on attendance for the stadium. 12 men. So you'll be watching the draft tonight? Uh, Yeah, I'll be watching it. I mean, what else is there to do? Nothing. Now, what I know normally the last few years in the in the recent, in the modern NFL draft, they've been doing like around today and then throughout the week. Like, have they adjusted anything in terms no. of? So it'll be round one today, rounds two and three Friday, and rounds four through seven Saturday. Got it. Yeah. I take it you'll be drinking a nice and cold Miller Lite. What else would I be drinking, Andy? I, I pretty much drink coffee until about, I mean, at this point in quarantine hours, 2 p.m., and then I switch to Miller Lite, and I pace myself nicely. I never I never consume too many because I'm not trying to, you know, over-drink in quarantine. But, yeah, I, I, I'd say I'm going to have uh, – during the course of the first round of the NFL draft, call it three Miller Lights, you know, every 10 picks or so. Where's been your go-to to get your Miller Light these days? You know, I've had uh, I've had it delivered numerous times. Yeah. Um, which is nice. Just comes, your Miller Light gets handed to you at the door. I ventured out when when in need. And then you have been kind enough on your on your various runs to uh, to keep my stockpile full. There was a there was a nice supply at Target. I picked up a thirty pack last week. More than enough there. So guys, Miller Lite is out there, and Miller Lite is also the original light beer. While you're home, enjoy a classic, uh, and also available for delivery today. So Cele- true. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ninety six calories and three point two carbs per twelve ounces. And uh, let us know. Send us a screenshot of you. Enjoying an American classic while you're watching the draft. Send us a screenshot of that Miller Lite. Uh, this is a DSPN stats and info uh, tweet. But um, in the many years that I've watched the NFL draft, uh, most of the time I've had uh, a Miller Lite that I've been drinking. Some years, I I hate to say it, didn't have a Miller Lite. Every year that I d- was not drinking a Miller Lite is a year. This is a fact that the New York Giants drafted a bust. I remember very clearly holding a Coca-Cola when the Giants drafted Eric Flowers. And I was like, this is going to be bad. Here's a tip for all of you football fans out there. (laughs) If you don't want your team to draft a bust, get yourself some Miller Lite today. Don't wait till the last minute. It's good luck. Don't have it delivered at the very last second, order it now. Have it delivered now, so you can be holding a a lucky can. That gold top, that gold top signifies a solid gold first round pick. 
Get yourself a Miller Lite and get yourself a number one draft pick that's going to be successful in the NFL. I have a feeling there wasn't a single Cincinnati Bengals fan holding a Miller Lite when they took Kajana Carter. You know? You're bringing back memories. I don't think there was a... I'm not sure that Miller Lite was available in the tri-state area when Browning Nagel got selected by the Jets. I'm having flashbacks. Achilles Smith, David Klingler. I was holding... I remember very clearly, I was holding two Miller Lights because I was taking one to my brother. I was holding two Miller Lights. I remember it like it was yesterday. I had just gotten two Miller Lights from the fridge. I was about to hand one to my brother when they announced the trade, Eli Manning for Phillip Rivers. Ooh. And and when, as I handed it to him, I said, this is going to be good. We cheers on it. We drank. It is almost as if the two Miller Lights I was drinking in my two hands signified the two Lombardi trophies that <laughs> Eli Manning would hoist for the New York football giants. You're so ridiculous. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. All right, we got to talk a little baseball, Joe Prano. So the Boston Red Sox have been dealt some very harsh penalties from Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. We, why do we fucking deserve penalties? Your team cheats. The Astros cheats. The fucking Mets cheats. Everybody cheats. I've started a second website, yourfuckingbaseballteamcheats.com. <laughs> Sign up for a fucking subscription. Get your team cheats football and your team cheats baseball for one fucking low price today. Also, get a fucking Saturdays for the boys t-shirt. <laughs> All free with your fucking subscription. So, baseball has done it again. They just continue to be run by a complete and utter idiot. It's not, you can't even get mad at this point. It's just laughable. So the Red Sox, who basically employed the same strategy that the Houston Astros did. Alex Cora going from Houston as a bench coach to the Astro, to the Red Sox, bringing his bringing a strategy he learned there well with him. The suspension was the Red Sox replay operator will be suspended for two years. And they will be docked a number, a second round, a second round draft pick, which means literally nothing in baseball. And uh, you know the the scandal with the Astros is that this is from the 2017 season when the Astros won the World Series. Correct. Alice Cora goes on to manage the Red Sox. They win both World Series against the Dodgers. They win the World Series. I mean, what are we doing here? Uh, so, so, so to explain everything, Rob Manfred is basically saying this. The exact same tactics and strategy that Alex Cora basically was the boss of in Houston, which then was 100% used the next year in Boston. Rob Manfred's saying Cora had nothing to do with it. It's Absolutely I mean, he's not even saying that. He's basically saying he did, but like like his boy Selig before him, who turned over the league to him, he's saying, we will pretend that cheating didn't happen, and then when it's blatant that it did, we'll make almost no effort to penalize it, and then five years from now, we'll probably shoot a guy in the skull who gets caught video cheating because we'll overreact in some way. But 
most importantly is we'll let baseball just we'll let guys just do whatever they want. And because we didn't catch them in the act when it was happening, we'll just pretend it didn't happen. Well, baseball, it seems like baseball now through steroids, even before steroids, all the drugs that were going on in the 70s and 80s. We talked about it. Everything from amphetamines to the greenies. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. All that stuff was happening. Baseball didn't care. Most sports didn't care. Again, in the 90s, the steroid era, early 2000s, they didn't care. It seems to be a theme for baseball. Cheat, we don't give a shit, unless you're Pete Rose. Right. Like Who, that, didn't, who didn't cheat? That's their underlying thing. Cheat, break the rules, unless you're Pete Rose. Then we're going to hammer you for life. This is, I'll read exactly what the conclusions that the study found. This is from Rob Manfred himself. I find that JT Watkins, the Red Sox video replay system operator, on at least some occasion during the 2018 regular season, utilized the game feeds in the replay room in violation of Major League Baseball regulations to revise, to revise, to revise sign sequence information, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then he also says, I do not find that then manager Alex Cora or any of the players knew that Watkins was doing this. It's just a crock of shit. Walk, I mean, this Watkins guy. Just going just rogue. A, just, just a go- crazy <laughs> video offer. Yeah. So, so, so we're just st- the Unabomber <laughs> of video operators. Like, look, uh, guys, I have, um, I have realized that I have uh, cracked this, the codes, and I was wondering if you would like to know how their signs work and they're like we're not interested we're playing the game the right way it's like well i'm just saying this could give you a distinct competitive advantage and they're like not interested chap thank you good day sir i said good day it's offensive what rob manfred thinks that the common baseball fan like and honestly here's the the, the missed opportunity for Manfred. There is no baseball. You're not going to play. Fucking suspend the whole team. For, for Suspend the Red Sox for fucking 2020. And then they don't miss any games. And they come back in 20. And you're like, look, what was I supposed to do? I punished them. It's not my fault the season got canceled. Yeah. What an opportunity to punish them. But you know why? You know why he can't, though? Because he set a precedent. He had more information that the Astros did than he did the Red Sox did, and he didn't punish them. Which takes us to, I know you have quarantine winners and losers talk, but like the Astros just skating on the cheating scandal. Not going to even have to play a game of baseball during their post-cheating scandal reveal. Yeah. Ridiculous. So basically, two teams cheated back-to-back World Series. The guy in the middle of it is on both teams, Alex Cora, and barely anything happened. Yeah. So baseball has told us, baseball literally is saying, cheat. Baseball is telling the rest of the league, cheat. Baseball has said for a long time, the same thing with steroids, is if it's not in our, if it's not in our rule book... And you figure out how to do it. Good on you. And then we'll add it to the rule book later on. Which is exactly what happened. They're like, well, steroids weren't illegal. Except they were illegal. Except they except it's illegal to use and possess 
the kind of steroids a lot of these guys were taking in the United States of America. That's why they're all getting it from like a Florida drug dealer's like pretend gym apartment. Alex Rodriguez going to like a you know a Boca Raton condo. This is where my trainer lives. What? Yeah. My doctor works out of this like VHS store in a mini mall. <laughs> oh, that's where oh that's where Alex Rodriguez, five hundred million dollar baseball player, goes to work out. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. There's a sushi spot, there's a tanning bed, and there's my trainer's office. It's 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 right next to where Robert Kraft gets hand jobs yeah. in Jupiter. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> it was the same place, probably. Probably one of those like hotel doors, a door between the two locations. Chinese lady going back and filling both. You need hand job or steroids? They're like, <laughs> Tom Brady's like, I get both. Oh man, what a mess! Like, baseball is the number one sports league. It's just attracting awful news. Because here's another follow-up story, which I know our guy Eddie Vedder is going to love. <laughs> Major League Baseball and Ticketmaster are being sued over failure to give refunds. So two Dodgers fans have sued, and it's not looking good. Because baseball right now is saying these games haven't been canceled. Versus just saying, guys, you, you get your money back. To which Eddie Vedder has some advice. Be careful who you're suing out there. You know, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, the military industrial complex, Ticketmaster. They're they're just they're gonna murder you before they pay you out. I have been saying for twenty years George Bush, Ticketmaster, the devils. <laughs> Bush one, Bush two, Ticketmaster, StubHub. I seem to recognize me saying this for years. Oh, man. Eddie's right, though. Eddie's been calling it for years. 20, 25 years ago, he said Ticketmaster is a monopoly. They are scamming you guys with the fees that they're tacking on. They are scamming you by withholding the best seats for themselves. He doubled down years ago. StubHub, which is part of this lawsuit, because StubHub owned by Ticketmaster. Yeah. The ticket reseller is being is now owned by the ticket original seller. Yeah. So why sell Springsteen tickets for $200 a pop when you can buy them yourself through your secondary service that you also own and then sell them for $1,000 a pop. It's a giant while scam. Making, while making it seem like you're offering these things, well, you should have gotten in there early. should have gotten in there early enough. All you need is the American Express pre-sale code. So th it, it's truly like it is really military-industrial complex-style scamming. It's like, if you sign up for this, we'll give you access, but we're still withholding this. It's like the the ability for the real fan to go in and no matter how much money you have, get seats to your favorite concert or your favorite thing. It's not possible. They're already going to upcharge you right out of the gate. They've held the best seats for themselves. It is such a scam. Yeah. And, and again, now what they're doing, I was talking to my friend, her brother, 
has a bunch of Dodgers tickets. So they're basically saying to somebody like him, hey, you got 12 games or whatever the package was. We're not giving you your money back until this plays out. Whereas a lot of people are saying, guys, I don't want it to play out. My game was scheduled for April 2nd. It didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Give me my money. Yeah. Which is understandable. But no, they're going to take that money. They're going to hold it in some account. It's like an escrow account. I'm sure it's not in an escrow account. I'm sure they're claiming it is. They're probably just holding it. It's They're making interest on everybody's money because they're not doing anything right now. Yeah. They're just holding everybody's money. So they're making interest on it. Why would they give it back to you? I'm sure that they spent a lot of money that they just go like, this is this is how much money we make every quarter. This is how it rolls in. This is how it rolls in. And they're like, why would we give it back? Yeah. Which is ridiculous. I have one. I'm sitting on one set of concert tickets that's already been moved back from March when I was supposed to go to September. What if I'm? What if I was supposed to move to, you know, Europe in August? I'm not going in September, so just give me my money. It's not an option. Those are your tickets. You bought them. I bought them for this date. Yeah. What if I bought them because that was my anniversary or somebody's birthday? I was taking somebody something on this date. The idea that I can't get my money back for it is ridiculous. But Ticketmaster is all t- honestly. Ticketmaster has been doing this for three decades. But baseball is just as bad, and that's why they're being sued as well. Yeah. F- for baseball, we're we're coming up on a which would have been a month into the season. I think March twenty seventh, right, was supposed to be opening day. If you had tickets within the last month, or even in the future, the balls the balls on Major League Baseball to say, hey, no, no. We haven't canceled any games officially. Shout out to the teams, by the way, and I know this. I don't know off the top of my head who the teams are. I want to say San Diego, but it was definitely somebody who I looked for tickets for last year when we were doing a little bit of a ballpark run. There are some teams whose tickets aren't on StubHub and whose teams whose tickets aren't on Ticketmaster. So shout out to those Major League Baseball teams that have, have got themselves away from the disturbing and disgusting monolith monopoly like grossness that is Ticketmaster. Yeah. Hopefully the hopefully the Chicago Cubs and the White Sox. And maybe that maybe it was the Padres too. Maybe it's just anywhere Eddie Vedder lived. Maybe it's just the the Chicago teams, the Padres, Seattle. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. It's the Supersonics aren't on Ticketmaster. <laughs> Mookie Blaylock for three. Mookie All right, so I want to do a new segment. Yeah. Winners and losers of the pandemic. I've got I've got some people on both lists. I some, do too. Some people and things. Now, so I said, let's come up with this. Yeah, you sent this to me and I said, Tug suggested this three weeks ago. Well, I also, yeah, I, I'm, my brain is kind of in disarray now. So winners and losers of the pandemic. And I have a list and I just wrote down a bunch. Me too. I've got about, I don't know, five or six for each. I got a little more for each, and this is going to be athletes, sports-related, and non-sports-related. And I and I wanted to think of some random ones. Yeah. I mean, there's some obvious ones that are winners and losers of the pandemic, but I wanted to think of some uh, random ones. Did you want to start? Uh, biggest winner, Zoom. Okay, I have them. Zoom and and the people of China, the China the the Chinese Communist Party, Zoom and TikTok. 
basically the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. Uh, stealing all your information, literally making you click a box that's saying you have access to my computer and all of its contents. Uh, if you want to use either of these applications, which you do because you're bored at home. So suddenly you want to do a happy hour with everybody that you went to high school with, even though you haven't talked to any of them in 25 years. Yeah. And uh, you want to do TikTok. So Zoom's on my list as a winner. Uh, I'm going to do my I'm going to do my number one winner and my number one loser. And then I'll let you do a couple and then we'll go back and forth. My number one loser, Carol Baskin. Uh, oh. This this lady on Netflix, everybody watching Netflix Everybody big on Tiger King. Everybody just this this lady was just like, I got off scot free, killed my husband, no big deal. Now the whole world knows you killed your husband. And a lot of people are looking into it. Carol Baskin killed him, buried him, fed him to the tigers. She's gonna go down. I feel like I feel like the coronavirus is gonna take down Carol Baskin because so many people have the time and the interest. Carol fucking Baskin. Yeah. So she's your number one loser. I think she yeah. Because I think this takes her down. She was on my loser list. Yeah. She definitely made my loser list. Who's your number one winner? I got Zoom and TikTok and the Chinese Communist Party, basically. Okay. My, but, but Zoom. Zoom will be the face of that. My number one winner sports-wise is definitely Houston Astros. Okay. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely getting away with a lot. My number one sports winner, Kevin Durant. That's a good one. Much like... Myself, I'm on. By the way, I'm on the quarantine winners list. I'm on the I'm on the coronavirus winners. List. Much like myself, time to recover. Was was watching the world passing by. A title was going to happen. Everybody out doing NBA things. You know, the Giannis is getting slurped. The LeBron's getting slurped. Harden. You know, all these guys. While Kevin Durant just sat and watched the Nets not doing anything. Now he has all the time to recover, potentially coming back, not even mit- them. He could potentially come back the reigning, not the reigning finals MVP because he was out for the end of that. But like he's coming off being a, a, in a finals appearance. Yeah. He appeared in the last NBA finals. So my number one loser for sports is LeBron. I've got LeBron on the list for sure. LeBron. He's any, having a great year. LeBron has got to be up there having a great year. But beyond having a great year, the window's obviously closing on him for age. But also, and and my list of guys that this includes, anybody milestone pacing. Yeah. Like, this sets LeBron back the all-time points chase, the assists lead. Not that he was going to go all-time in assists, but he's moving up the ranks in everything. Yeah. And that's a big part of LeBron's legacy. To me, again, obviously I'm a LeBron Stan, but again, I'm just a LeBron truther. Has the championship pedigree, has the MVPs, has the finals MVPs. So the idea of a guy can't win or whatever, that's all out the window with LeBron. Add on to that that he's going to dominate the record books when all is said and done is what makes him the GOAT, in my opinion. And this sets him back, not just in a chase for another championship, for sure this hurts that, but it also slows down his milestone pace for a lot of things. And that goes across the board. The Mike Trouts of the world. Like, dude, Mike Trout is putting up the kind of numbers where you do it and you just do it consistently enough. You don't have that many severe injuries. And, like, missing a full season, that sets a guy like that back. Pete Alonzo, I know it's year two, but, like, 
this is the kind of thing. If you have 53 in year one, you're you're leading the pace all time. Now you miss a whole season. Like anybody that's chasing any sort of milestones, you gotta you gotta feel bad for those guys. But LeBron for sure. My number one loser during the pandemic, non-sports, is people with kids. Yes, absolutely. I feel bad. Again, I hung out with Tug the other day. He popped over here. We did social distancing in my parking lot. And he was just... The man has worn down. Yeah. He said something interesting. He said he had a discussion with, with a, you know, a friend who's single, how he's going through different things. Because I was saying kids would be nice. Like, like I, I, we were saying we both see it from each other's side of you can kind of get lonely and depressed if you're a single guy like me and you don't have anybody, anybody around. Dude, you're winning that you don't have kids. But that was the thing. Also, Tug has like two kids under like three. Three and under. Three yeah. and under. That's rough. I mean, if, if you're rocking, if you're rocking like a, a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old now, it's probably pretty easy, right? An 18-year-old, a 17-year-old, like, you get a little bit older where they're driving, they're out causing mayhem, they've got their masks on, they're robbing banks, who knows what they're up to, you know what I mean? They're sneaking into their girlfriend's house after quarantine, you know, you don't need to deal with that more adult problems, but if you got, like, a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old right now, hey, go play video games and never come out of your room. Yeah. You're chilling, right? But if you got young kids... You got to do these drive-by birthdays, and they're like, yeah. How many times did you go to the park? Yeah, exactly. Um, so people with kids, like young kids, are my number one losers. I, I get, first thing I put on my loser list, how about just stand-up comedy in general? We are never coming back from this. This is, this, this is going to be a tough go for now, comedy. Now, I, I agree with you, and you and I have had a lot of discussions off-air, but you're using the word never. That's, I, I just think... We went through a time where comedy was like, comedy was like down. 90s. 90s, early 2000s. It was like even 80s, even mid, early to mid 90s, you still got guys and girls who were like getting sitcoms, like boom, boom, boom. Like a Brett Butler type. Yeah. Then you go through this era where it's just like no one's going to comedy clubs. No one's doing whatever. And, And that's what drives it in the first place. Then podcasts come around. People start listening to podcasts. People start going back to clubs. The social media of the comedy store and the comedy seller's got a show and blah, blah. And all this like internet driven, the Netflix comedy special, all that stuff driving everybody to go see stand up again, which again, it's, it's cyclical. And then that drives other things. Then people see people they've never seen before. And then those people get special and blah, 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 blah. And it's a snowball effect. This took a hot flame to the snowball that was rolling. You're not going to be able to fill rooms like shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. I read a really interesting article about it. And that's what it was saying. And and we discussed it. Just the trickle down effect of the big names who do theaters are not going to be able to do theaters because of social distancing. So then they're going to drop down to the smaller clubs. Yep. And that person who headlined the smaller clubs is out. And also the effect of you're going to have less available rooms. So everybody's going to be fighting. And again, the, the top is going to have first dibs. Yeah. Which, 
you know, I've I've got myself on the winners list from a, a a leg recovery standpoint. I am now home recovering while everybody else is home. But also, I have a I have a feeling I might be the most booked comedian in the post pandemic world. Filling comedy shows to forty percent capacity is my signature special. <laughs> like if if you need to make sure that people can still social distance, call Joe Prano. Yeah. I'll make sure your room's half full every time. And not just comedians, any live performers. Musicians, theater, you name it. Anybody in the live performance arts, it's going to be, if what they're saying is true and social distancing will be a thing for another, they're saying, couple years, then that puts a huge effect on any live performance art. Yeah. And you're right. Those are losers. Uh, Another big loser I have, big loser, dating apps. Dating apps are losers? I'm assuming. How are people meeting? I mean, I assume that they're only meeting on dating apps. But I'm not on dating apps. But my point is, maybe I shouldn't have said dating apps. People actually meeting from dating apps. How many people are actually meeting somebody? But I feel like dating apps might be thriving and therefore, like, everybody just setting up. Like, everybody just got a row of people that they're going to meet post-social post distancing. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I'm not on. I'm not on dating apps. I've never been on dating apps, really, for the most part. So I'm not. Uh, can't touch it. Winners, big pharma. Somebody's coming up with a vaccine. Yeah. Somebody's about to get hella rich. That's a good one. Uh, Plus, selling all the masks, selling all the Purell. A big winner for me is ugly people. You can't see your face with that mask on. Yeah. A lot of ugly people getting a free pass right now. I put out a tweet yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. Really set some really set some ugly people off. I said if you have a fashionable mask, you're a shithead. No exceptions. Saw it. If you if you go out and you buy a designer mask with a logo on it, just you're just the worst. Yeah. Just the worst. I agree. You're like we are in a time here where like you can get the paper masks and you get 40 of them. Get a box of 20, send a box of 20 somewhere that needs it instead of buying a Louis Vuitton mask. And and I and I had to follow it up with a second tweet. I was like, my apologies. I did not know how much this would trigger the I need to look cool while buying toilet paper crowd. If you're a shithead who needs to feel like you have some sort of special mask on while you're going out and buying your essential items in the three minutes that you're outside, you are one of the world's biggest losers. I agree. One of the world's biggest losers. Now we're. Tra- I'm not talking about. Hey, you got a bandana. You ordered like my girlfriend ordered three bandanas on like Amazon. They came in a variety of colors. I'm not saying she has a black bandana. She can't wear it with a black hoodie. She can wear a red bandana. Good, match all you want. But going out and getting like a Nike swoosh band like mask. Just literally, I hope you get it. I ho- I hope that that mask is. I hope that mask does not work, and I hope that you ingest COVID-19, COVID-20, COVID-21. I hope you ingest COVID's all the way up to 40, 45. You're the worst. Yeah. So ugly people are big winners. Stop saying drip. Like, yeah, oh, you can't handle my drip? Like, I hope you get the drip. I hope your nose is dripping with coronavirus. Also, also a synonym with... Uh, not a synonym. The drip is also, I think... A symptom of using cocaine? No, or is it also uh, gonorrhea? Oh, 
Right. Totally. Right? Uh, so ugly people get a free pass, but it's been a fun game for me to play. I try to do it with you a little at Trader Joe's. I went to Costco the other day with the mayor where you try to identify if someone is attractive under the mask. And the mayor made an off-color comment, which made me laugh. This is this must be what guys have to deal with in the Middle East. Because you can see a good body. Yeah. What's under that face? Yeah. A big winner also for me, in and out Have you seen the lines at in and out Yes. Ridiculous. Yeah. The, the one in Marina Del Rey on Washington Boulevard, the line is so long every day. Goes out to Washington. Goes onto the street. Yeah. In and out has been a huge winner. Um, streaming services. Yeah. And streaming obvi- services, Netflix. An obvious one, but I wanted to give everybody a stat on that. Netflix worldwide last month added 16 million subscribers. It's wild. 16 million. In I've got one on my month. losers, and this kind of goes without saying, but I'm going to take it one level further. Bars, obviously closed. People can't go. I, I don't think this affects restaurants as much going forward i think this is going to affect bars in the future i think people have gotten hip to how cheap it is to drink on your own Mm, that's a good point i think people i think the idea like the idea right now of me returning to a bar and paying seven dollars for a drink is sort of i mean it's it's basically a Ticketmaster level scam like i'm just like why are why did we ever put up with this? You think people are really gonna have that mindset? I got a six pack the other day, and it cost me of the of the greatest beer on planet Earth, the official sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast, Miller Lite, and it, it basically cost me what a beer and a tip would cost me if I went to Townhouse for one drink. Yeah, yeah. When you put it in perspective, and yes, there is something about going out to bars and meeting people, and there's something to go about bars and socializing, but I think that this is going to have an effect on both of those, drinking in public, social, I think it's going to have an effect on both of those. I think people are always going to want to go out, have a nice meal cooked for them, sit down, sit across from somebody they like, have a conversation, enjoy a meal. It's a night out. That's something that's like I think more personal. The idea of going out just to drink, just to meet people, I think it's going to take a hit. And I'm, by the way, I'm a bar guy. Well, no I doubt think it, about it. I think it'll also take a hit for two other reasons. People are going to be more aware of what they spend money on. Yeah. Because they can see how quickly they'll have no money. And two, at least for a minute, I think Americans have a short-term memory, which can be good and bad. But I think for a minute, people don't want to be in crowded spaces like that. Yeah. So, which brings me to a couple losers. Uh, another sports loser, I feel, who's been lost in the mix. They would have been a number one seed coming from a smaller conference, an amazing year. The Dayton Flyers. Sure. Dayton. I feel like we've completely forgotten about a team, again, coming from the Atlantic 10 Conference, would have been a number one seed. Would have been fun to watch. Player of the year on their team. Poor Dayton. Yeah. You'll never get that season back. Right. Um, you know I care not for college basketball, so it's it's low on my lose list, but it's definitely one that you that going into the uh into the tournament, it was gonna be exciting to watch. Yeah. 
Another big loser. The biggest city, as far as losers is concerned, Las Vegas. New York's taking a hit, too. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. Doesn't compare. I mean, economically. Yeah, you're talking about financially. Economically. You're talking, about, you're talking about death toll. But the, the, the entire structure, and obviously their mayor was making all over the news with the stuff she said and her appearance on CNN with Anderson Cooper. But I read an article and I sent to a few buddies. Every single day, the, this is just the win. This is one property. The win loses $3 million. Right. But they're losing $3 million or they're, they're not making $3 million? Well, they're paying... They've decided to pay all their employees for two months. Right. Including tips. Okay. Estimated tips. Got it. So they lose $3 million a day. So that's $3 million in their cost. But like, also, Vegas casinos make a ton of no, money. No, I know. But this is my point. When they reopen, they're saying all the casinos are going to have to reconfigure the actual layout. They're going to have to distance the slot machines. You have bars. You have nightclubs. You have... The day nightclubs at the the pools in the summer. The whole premise, my point is, whether it's gambling or nightlife or restaurants, whatever it is, the entire city of Las Vegas, which has millions of people, is based on zero social distancing. That's my point. It's the only city in the world where you can say that. What are they going to do? That's my point when they reopen. Can I come with a winner that's on the same level as Vegas? Maddie Goldberg never leaves the house. Ah, po- playing internet poker all day. I'm not sure Maddie knows that we're quarantined. <laughs> He's just like, I'm in a poker tournament for three days. I'm down to the final table. What do you mean? What do you mean I'm not allowed to go outside? Yeah, he is a big winner. A, a few more winners I have: dogs. Dogs have, are officially winners across the board. Owners are home more. Yep. Owners are going out in nature more, walking more. Yep. Every dog is getting adopted. Have you heard this stat? Like the adoption shelters and stuff, they, they, they can't keep stock of dogs. Everybody's adopting a dog right yeah. now. Yeah, big winners. Dogs. I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost adopting a dog. I'm, I'm very close. I've got the cane. I've got my Wonka cane. <laughs> One for two. I've got... Uh, I'm very close to being like, I'm getting a dog to walk on this cane. Yeah. And and my other big winner, and you kind of touched on it, the environment and just animals in general. Yeah. I read an article in the LA Times that so many more coyote are being seen. And there was a specific type of... So, loser roadrunners, I guess. Yeah. Lo- <laughs> loser roadrunners. There was a... There was a I believe it was a, it was a falcon okay. that hadn't really been seen for years. They'd been nesting in downtown. They're now suddenly nesting in Griffith Park again. Nice. Because I mean, just the environment. That we're talking about air quality. You can see. I mean, Los Angeles is a great example of like uh, a city greatly affected by car traffic and smog and whatever. Like, we haven't seen this quality air, I think they said, since the 80s. Yeah. One more big loser, which has benefited me and I love, oil companies. Sure. I filled up my car yesterday. $2.55. Solid. I couldn't tell you ever filling up under $3 since I moved to Los Angeles. No way. Yeah. 
And it's crazy. It's crazy how high gas has gotten. So this is good. It's 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 adjusted back. It's bad for oil companies. Good for people who need to fill up their gas tank. Yeah. And I have the NFL as a winner, by the way. You do? I do. I feel like this, as of now, it, they'll see the effects eventually. It hasn't been hit yet. And it really hasn't been hit. All the NFL news dominates. It's going to dominate tonight with the draft. They attend- so in- until it affects their season, they're still a winner. Oh, they're a big-time winner. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Once it affects their season, though, then they're a loser. Yeah. I'm still hopeful. I still believe in the NFL's ability. The NFL's got a lot of money. I mean, just uh, Goodell alone, the amount of money he makes per year. Take 10% of that. Put it toward COVID research. They're going to find a cure. I put it on the NFL. The NFL's going to save us. Yeah. My last big winner is probably wholesale stores. Do you see, do you think that they're like, I mean, I know there's a line outside Costco every day. I got to share the life hack, which I tweeted. It's an amazing life hack to skip the lines. If you live in a city that has lines. I went the other day with the mayor. He had to pick up something from the pharmacy. He said, just follow my lead. Big line, as always. We go to the exit. And he says, hey, I'm just picking up something from the pharmacy. Do I have to wait in this line? And neither of us have carts, so it doesn't look like we're shopping. She goes, no, just go through. And him and I go straight to the pharmacy. And, of course, people have, there's empty carts in the store. There always is. Yeah. I grab an empty cart and shop. So that's the move. You go to the exit. Don't go with the cart. Say, hey, I'm just picking up something from the pharmacy. You're welcome. Easily saved an hour of wait time. That's a good life hack. I have a better life hack. Don't ever go to Costco in your entire <laughs> life. <laughs> I don't know, Joe. What are you drinking over there? Yeah. I'm just saying. If you Got it at Costco. If you can get somebody to go for you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way to do it. I, the, it's, it's one, you know, there's not a lot of things in life that I'm just like opposed to even thinking about doing. One of them is just like, Big box, everything. Like Ikea is the only place in my life I've ever had a panic attack. Costco, hate doing it. Target is like borderline. Target's almost too much for me. I, I just, I can't, can't do it. Just like people just like, I, I think it's just like the heavy consumer vibe. And actually, it's funny because this is also definitely a loser, but the the only thing that ever scared me on that level, and I never did it, but the idea of it scared me, cruise ships. I want nothing to do with a cruise ship. Never did, never will. Kind of want to say, I told you so. Who were you people? This was already a disease factory. It's a bunch of Midwesterners not washing their hands, chain smoking, touching buffet shit. Wait, I mean, I'm pretty certain that somebody eating a bat at a cruise ship buffet is how this started. Cruise ships. That's going to be a good segue, actually, to dirtball calls. Okay. It's been a minute. Let's do some dirtball calls. Hotline is 310-359-8365. Give us a ring and uh, 
because because the cruise ship plays into this first call for me. Joe and Andy, this is Matt, one of your San Francisco dirtballs. Um, I had a quick question for you guys, kind of out of left field. But um, so due to this coronavirus pandemic, uh, global stock markets have been crashing a little bit. And so a lot of people would say it's a good time to buy. And I'm wondering if each of you had $1 million to invest in one stock and hold it for, say, five years, uh, what would that stock be? Uh, what company would you buy, each of you? Uh, thanks, and I look forward to hearing your, your responses. Condoms are for penny stocks. Well, the reason I said it's a segue, a possible stock would be Carnival Cruises. I would never buy it. I'm saying possible. It's at its lowest right now. Because of the whole coronavirus. Are people dumb enough to return to I, these things? I think they are. In mass? I think they are. Don't ever underestimate. Listen, I'm not a financial advisor, so please don't go investing in the things that I tell you to invest in. But my gut instinct, just on hearing that call, one, what's the biggest pharmacy, pharmaceutical company? Pfizer? Is Pfizer still number one? I don't know. Pfizer or the next or the fastest growing top five pharmaceutical company. Somebody's coming up with a vaccine. And then when they do, somebody else is going to, you know, they'll have their own brand of it. It's like, you know, uh, when somebody came up with Viagra and others, whatever the other ones are, Cialis, Cialis and blah, blah, blah. Somebody's going to come up with a vaccine and they are bound to make tons of money on it. So I might throw a little bit of money on Pfizer or whoever the next one is, um, and just get in on that vaccine game. Also, we're, as a country, and I'm sure that we're not the only one that are doing this with economies being shut down, uh, we're we're not even, the idea, people always go, oh, we're just printing money, we're devaluing, we're not even printing money. They're not even printing paper money to back the money that they're just giving away to people. If we all went to the bank right now and asked for our money, it would be because mayhem but if everybody just went and said give me my twelve hundred dollar stimulus money they'd be like we don't have all this money there is no money i don't think there's ever been a time and again i'm not a financial advisor but like investing in the bitcoin world investing in money that actually has some value to it you're putting this money there it's backed by something yeah as opposed to the dollar which any day we wake up and we've given a trillion dollars to uh, airlines. And now what's the dollar worth anymore? Now when I go to a bar, a Miller Lite's $14. I'm like, how did that happen? They're like, well, we gave $10 trillion to save Pan Am and TWA again. Well, that's another stock you might want to invest in is an airline company. Because they're down. They're down now. But his question was if you had a stock for five years you know it's going to bounce back. It will. It always does. So that's another stock that I think would be good. One I would stay away from, not that anybody would go there, and I don't even know if they're public, any, like Regal or any sort of AMC. I think kind of like how you said people realize how cheaply they can drink alcohol from home. I think this has been a good experience of people to say, wait a second. 
I can watch these movies from my house. I think, I mean, a lot of those are also owned by other companies. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're not. I thought a lot of those, like, isn't, hasn't Netflix bought up some, some theaters and Amazon's doing it? They like, have, but I think less people are going to go to movie theaters. Yeah. What, you know, it's just, it's the same reason you don't want to spend money at a bar or ballparks. Why am I spending this money, this much money for a bucket of popcorn? $3 for a Twix bar that I can get for 50 cents the store? I'm not doing that. Yeah. So that's another interesting stock. Okay, here is another call, which I think uh, I think will be a good one for us because I, I started thinking about it. Hey, guys. Uh, first off, I just want to say thank you for keeping us all entertained during quarantine. Uh, you guys are killing it. Sports or no sports, like always. And uh, since everybody's talking about um, how we're all going to die pretty soon, I was wondering uh, – if there's anything on any of y'all's uh, sports bucket list you want to cross off once everything gets back to normal, uh, places you want to go, people you want to meet, events you want to see, thought it would be interesting to hear uh, what y'all had. So uh, thank you, and uh, stay dirty. I like this, a sports bucket list. I've definitely got some sports bucket list uh, things I'd like to go to. Uh, Baseball-wise, um, obviously part of my life bucket list is to – uh, go to as many ballparks as I can. And um, just the other day, even, I think Bo Blaha asked me to rank the NL West ball bar- ballparks. I still haven't been to the Arizona ballpark. It's right there. I got to get, I got to, I got to start by banging an easy one off the list. So that's my like easy achievable ballpark for my ballpark bucket list. I want to try to get that one done right out of the gate. I have a hankering to go to uh, like a big race like a big uh auto race nascar not nascar though nascar they're driving around like i want to go to like monte carlo they tell like, 500 yeah but i don't want to go i don't want to go to one of the just loop tracks i want to go to like a monte carlo or like a le mans or something like that where like they're driving the the crazy i don't know what is that formula one or something i want to go to one of those uh races just see what it's like I'd love to go to a Super Bowl. Never been to a Super Bowl. Love to go to a Final Four. Never been to a Final Four. Also, complete MLB ballparks. Complete that, all 30 teams. I'd like to go see the Triple Crown out in uh, Hawaii. I'd like to go for December. December in Hawaii. Go see the big surf events. Ding. I'd like to go see, you know, Pipeline and... I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. So that's on my, my bucket list. I'd also like to go to an Olympics. You know, I'm an Olympics fanboy. I was watching, I was even watching some Olympics, Olympic basketball the other day. I think it was last night. I was watching a little 2012 Olympic basketball. Fun fact about the 2012 Olympic men's team that won uh, gold in, in a rather close game against Spain. Five league MVPs on the team. I'd like to go to, uh, sadly it's been canceled this year, The Gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah, I know No, that's on your bucket list. Not really a sports bucket list, but... But since I'm officially a Juggalo, right? Yeah. You're going to the concert last year? Yeah, yeah. Man, talking about a sports bucket list. I feel like we're so far away. Yeah. We just need live sports again. 
We got a uh, we got a pretty good Ruther impersonation. Here we go. I like th- this one. Might be the best one yet. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No-Chill Prayle. Good morning, Andy. Solid. How you doing today, Joe? What up, guys? This is Clint up in Santa Cruz. I'm a little late, but that's my Ruther impression. Clint? I know Clint. Santa Cruz. Yeah, Clint's come out to a couple of... uh... Come yeah. on, a couple crow's nest shows. That's a solid Ruther right I t- there. I told you, Clint did a pretty good impersonation. In you know, in these times of quarantine, with you being you know, you're talking about going back to Cincinnati. I mean, I think we just get Clinton. Clint's come down from Santa Cruz, drop in. He could be he could be Ruther for the day. <sighs> yeah, maybe because I'm I'm discussing possibly two weeks going home in a couple weeks. I need to get out of here. What what are you looking forward to doing? Obviously, you want to see your family. Yeah, and you're going to get away from the 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 noisy grind that is Los Angeles. So you'll be able to you know jog around your hilly, grassy neighborhood without probably having to take your novelty oversized scissors to many police lines. <laughs> uh, there might there might still be one strung between. You know, two telephone poles, thanks to Will Kallenbach, but uh, <laughs> you might have to cut that one down. But uh, what else in Cincinnati are you looking? Uh, like, obviously, Cincinnati, just like here, pretty much closed. It's shut down. Is there anything that you're like? But I'm gonna be able to do this. No, I just want to spend time with my dad. It'd be good. So, basically, just spend time with him. Everybody seems fine with me visiting. Obviously, I went back and forth. Um, Because I don't want to expose him or anyone. So just spend time with family. Because all the restaurants and bars are closed there, too. So I have to do carryout for Skyline. Walt will make the chili. He does. Oh, I know. I know all about Walt's chili cookouts. I've heard many times. He likes that stew, too. There was was a drunken Joe Prano... Digging into that stew one night. Yeah. The beef stew. Don't trust me, man. I I remember it very well. So I don't know. You know how it is in the Midwest. It's 70 degrees one day. It's 40 degrees the next day. But I don't know. It'll be good. Burrow mania. I have a feeling you'll go to Cincinnati. You'll come back. You'll be like, I'm on Joe Burrow. I've been convinced. I've been I've been reading a lot of the Cincinnati Sentinel or whatever your hometown paper is. Inquirer. Inquirer. You're like, this kid seems legit. I've said all along he's legit. Now he's legit in college. Are right. you legit in the Cincinnati Bengals? Is a new right. story. All right, we got one more call today from uh stripper Bryson. I haven't even listened to it. Should I should I just let it rip? Sure. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, what's up, guys? It's ex-stripper Dirtball Bryson here. Um, was just reading about Sean Oakman's whole rape allegation thing back in 2016 when he was supposed to be a first-round draft pick at a Baylor defensive end. And, you know, he was accused of rape, got put in jail, took three years and finally proved his innocence. And, you know, pretty much ruined his whole chances in the NFL, even though now he's found 
innocent. Now he just got back into the XFL and he's trying to get back to the NFL. But my question is, what should happen to these piece of shit women who come out and lie? Probably some white girl got dad found out she had sex with a black guy. You know, blah blah blah. The whole nine and decides to say she got raped and to ruin a man's life like that. I mean, he was guaranteed millions of dollars, first round draft pick. One, I mean, I think she at least should go to jail for minimum as long as however her, her accuser or whoever she accused of went. And then probably, I don't know. I don't know what the answer should be, but all these women are just keep getting off free when they lie about rape and they just come out later, oh, I lie, blah, blah, and it's all said and done. That's over with. I just think they're all pieces of shit and, I don't know, they should die. I hate women like that. Not saying all women lie when they get raped, but a lot have and have came out and said they lied and it ruins these men's sports careers and lives and jobs and it's fucked up system needs to change and there needs to be something that happens to them when they lie that way it'll stop them from fucking lying and doing this it's ridiculous um just wanted to know y'all's take on it stay dirty boys just not expecting that call um i yeah it's a it's a well it's a touchy subject but i i'm gonna agree with bryson in some regards without you know pissing off anybody look lying to police in a in a sworn statement, in a written statement, under oath, just to police and in court is a crime, and I think that not a, not often enough is that perjury crime punished to the limit that it could be, and I think that that makes people, including police officers, by the way who basically everything that they say and write a report is a legal record. I think it makes them lie. I think it makes people courageous about lying. And I think if you lie in that situation and it is proven that you lied, you should be punished. If like this goes back to the same thing, including in this situation, but like police officers say this happened and then videotape it comes out. I don't care what the jury finds. If they say this happened, and then video says this happened, you should spend time in jail for that. Well, to go to his call, Bryson, I think the, the majority, I don't think the majority of women lie. I, 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 think, I think you're being... Oh, did he say that? No, but obviously he's worked up. Lying like this obviously can ruin somebody, but to be honest, I think the majority of sexual assault crimes are actually not reported, and the majority of them are not enforced you hear about this all the time but he's not asking about that he's saying what about the people who take it out on some guy and then it ruined this guy's life and he shouldn't have been in a, he should have been an alpha well first of all there is a legal you know you could you could sue her for the money that you were supposed to make obviously we know we all know how that tends to go but but again i think that first things first with this make lying under oath like hold people to it because I know plenty of people who, you know, got picked up with dime bags and then they're punished to the full extent of the law. And then somebody comes in, ruins some guy's life, perjures themselves, and they're like, well, you know. Yeah, like I, I think you see a lot of times in like political cases or you write people lied under oath, but they don't get hit that hard. Right. You see it all the time in politics. Somebody lied under oath and they get a slap on the wrist. 
And I think you're right. That's that's the problem is that. And then, by the way, I don't give a shit about the oath of you're swearing on the Bible. You're swearing on the. If you know going in that you are making a legal statement and you f- you make a false statement, you should be punished for it. Yeah. And this goes across the board. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 basically it's a hole in the justice system, and it will scare people from doing that. Yeah, make an example of some people. I don't think people are worried about lying. No, I know that they're not. I wouldn't be. No, if I got caught, I would lie because there's no proof that I'll go to jail. And they try. They, you know what's so funny? They use that in television all the time. Television and movies, like, dude, you perjured yourself. That no one's ever been scared to do it. I mean, a lot of perjury going on in Tiger King. Yeah. That's a prime example. Yeah. A lot of people lying under oath. Yeah. You don't know what to believe. Well, if you have a hot take or a question, 310-359-8365. We did it, Joe. NFL draft, buddy. Tonight. Soon. Two hours. You wanted. You were trying to get this done early, and then here we are. I'm still foggy, man. It's all right, Andy. You can be foggy. It's quarantine. Be foggy all you want. Double down. Hit that Chiba Chiba before the NFL draft starts. No. I wanted. Can I do a couple of quick shout-outs before yeah. we wrap the show? First shout-out, since it's the NFL draft day, it's the three-year anniversary. I I always celebrate my my uh, professional anniversary. Uh, with the NFL draft, three years to the day that I uh, made my relationship with my uh, business life partner, Randy Siegel, official. We we always celebrate on draft day. Three years. Seems like it's been longer. Seems like it's been shorter. Seems longer and shorter simultaneously. But a lot of things have happened in the last three years. A lot of great successes and a lot of great more success to come. So I just want to shout out uh, Randy, three years working with with each other. And also I want to shout out You're stuck my, with Randy and Andy. Yeah. And I also want to shout out my girlfriend for getting me these pink uh this pair of pink towely socks. What's that? What what's the fabric that I terry cloth. It's pink terry cloth socks. I'm kinda of feeling them. Yeah, look kind great. of kind of feeling these socks. They look like they should be worn inside out, right? But no. It's a little a little terry cloth on the outside. Nice. Very comfortable. I have zero shout-outs. Nobody's given me anything. And uh, no, shout-out to the Dirt Balls. Look, look at me. I mean, half my outfit today. The Lookouts hat. Yeah. Husker, Husker shirt. shorts. The shorts from uh, Flag and Anthem. R.I.P. All right, guys. That's the show. Enjoy your weekend. Obey the law. Unless it's a bad law, then don't obey it. But whatever you do, don't lie about it. Yeah. Don't <laughs> lie do, about it. Or do, honestly. Who don't cares? lie about it. All right, guys, have a great weekend, and most importantly, stay dirty.